When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, we have got John East in the building, aka the well-worn soul. Absolutely obsessed with his page on TikTok. Um, felt immediate peace and also knew that I needed to talk to him ASAP. So I am so stoked he's here right now. Um, and yeah, like let's get into it. We're on the flip side podcast where we talk everything upside down and inside out, and that is definitely what we are going to do today for sure. So John, thank you so much for being here. Like seriously, you are, you radiate peace and refinement and I'm just so excited that you're here. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. I'm happy that you reached out to me and I'm happy to be here. Oh, amazing. So I want to get a little bit into this. I just like the listeners, I don't know that much about you yet. However, Mm -hmm. I have gone on your page looked at a bit of the work that you do. So you do a little bit of like life coaching, a little bit of some witchy stuff, a lot of mindfulness, a lot of really beautiful. um, The vibe that I get from your work is to just really come back into one's own self. And Mm -hmm. I think that's so important. And a lot of the times, you know, we're moving into this whole new thing in the world where a lot of people have lost that. And I think I see a lot of people trying to find that. So Mm -hmm how did you get into this work and like what inspired it? Um, and yeah, who are you? Yeah, that's a big question. I'm <laughs> um, oh, sorry. <laughs> you know, it's hard. Cause you know, telling like my journey, it's almost like multifaceted. So I knew I was always wanted to like work with people and like work with like helping people. Um, so I got my degree in psychology thinking I was going to, um, get my master's, um, you know, and become a therapist. Um, but, you know, life didn't really go out that way. You know, I started, like we, my husband and I moved to Monterey, California, and I took a year and a half off. And I was just like, you know what, I'm just going to take a break. I've been in school my whole life. Um, and then I'll get into something later. And then we moved here to Maryland. And it was literally like April 2020. I was like, I'm going to find a job <laughs> right? and yeah. And there was like no job opportunity whatsoever. So I was like, maybe I should look into something. And I found a good program for life coaching mm-hmm. and I read all about that. I was like, oh, wow, this is exactly what I wanted to do. Um, you know, working with people, helping people. And I found a good program and I got into that. And then within that, I found um, like they were pushing like, oh, you need to find like a niche. I was like, what niche would I really want to do? And so I had to really reflect on myself and be like, okay, what has like my life been? Like what has brought um, me joy? What has helped me with like dealing with issues in my life? And I kind of turned towards spirituality. Mm-hmm. And I do feel like that's where the other half of the story kind of comes in. I've been on this spiritual, spiritual journey my whole life. And I started with Christianity and I really was like searching for God and really wanting to find these answers. And it got to a point where Christianity wasn't really giving that to me. 
-hmm. And then I found witchcraft and it was all about nature and so many different concepts. And I just really fell in love with that idea. And um, it really kind of did it for me. You know what I mean? Right. From there, I, I, I got into the spiritual space. Right. And so sorry to cut you off. I just like, I love the way that you put that because I definitely want to go into the witchcraft because um, on the episodes so far, we have not really touched base on it. And so mm-hmm. this is like so exciting for me because I think a lot of people have a really alternate viewpoint mm-hmm. on witchcraft when mm-hmm. it is not what it seems. And yeah. that is the beautiful thing that within the last couple of years, you know, I've also been on this spiritual journey and, mm-hmm. you know, I, I really resonated with what you said. It's like that my whole life I've been on this spiritual journey and you kind of just always know that there's something there, but mm-hmm. you don't know what it is. You don't know how to pull it down. Like there's something else. Like, what am I thinking about? And, you know, it's almost like this path, regardless of, you know, how much you try to push it away. It's like, it finds you no matter no. what. Right. So I love the like reconnecting to nature. Like a lot of people don't get that. A lot of people think people are doing like black magic spells and putting curses on people, which like there are people who do that, but you know, there's a whole different subset where it's just like nature and really like protecting people and protecting the earth. And I just want to know, like, you know, your journey finding that and how it's been, um, you know, important to you. Like how did that, what was the moment where you found the witchcraft and you're like, okay, like, did you do a spell? Did you kind of go into nature and it came to you? Like what happened? Yeah. So I actually had a friend in high school who, um, was into witchcraft and I thought that was so cool, but I wasn't necessarily ready for that myself at the time. Mm -hmm. Um, and eventually whenever I moved away from the church, I decided to kind of look into it and I got, um, I read a book, which I'm, there's so many books out there and it was just kind of describing like Wicca because I thought like, oh, if you're going to be a witch, you need to be Wiccan. Um, but that's not the case. Um, but it was a good first stepping stone into witchcraft. And just reading that book really, you know, the way that it described nature and like energies and things like that, it just really resonated for me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's not even so much about like the magic, um, even though that is really cool, but it's more just about the ideology of it, you know, the way that you think and see the world that really resonated for me, that really drew me into that and kind of exposed me to this whole other space of like, you know, if you, if I say I'm a witch and then you meet someone else who's a witch, it can look completely different to us, like right. to both of us, you know, but kind of at the, at the core, they have like very similar things about them. Mm. And I feel like too, it's that realizing your own power Mm -hmm. and magic and a lot of people too the reason why I want to destigmatize this for anybody who has maybe a stigma that's listening is we're all doing magic all Mm -hmm. the time even if you don't say that you're a witch like I still don't say like I'm a witch I just like to research you can obviously tell behind me a lot of books um but I still love to you know I've always been into the meditation and the manifestation and all that if you're into manifestation you don't even know that you are actually doing magic <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah 100 right so I feel like a lot of people like you know it's it's more about like having this conversation opening it up and realizing like you know, this has been around for centuries. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like 
centuries. So get with the program, y'all. <laughs> yeah. And honestly, like one thing I really love about like Wicca itself is, you know, you are a witch because you are a witch, you know, mm-hmm. it's like walking into like the forest and picking up like some flowers, that's witchcraft. Like, you know, going on a mindful walk, doing like anything, like a drinking tea, like that is I'm a witch doing something that's witchy. You know, it's not about just the magic. It's not about, um, you know, anything you think stereotypically as like witchcraft. It just inherently is witchcraft because I'm a witch, intention setting, things like that. Meditation, like it's all witchcraft. Ah, oh, I love how you put that. It's not like, oh, I need to make my house all black and like <laughs> put a lot of yeah. dead objects, uh, you know, to each their own. But uh, yeah, it's not like that stereotype like you're talking about. That's so funny. Um, so I see too, when I look at your page, a lot of the mindfulness that you do, um, I see a lot of like tarot cards in the mix. Do you, are you also a tarot reader? Do you do like a little bit of everything or what is, what is your like bread and butter you say? So I do do tarot cards. I don't necessarily do readings for other people other than like friends and family. Cause my level's not like really to where I can just pull that card, know exactly what it means. Although I am learning. Um, I think my main Avenue is, you know, the coaching. That's like my main focus. That's like my business. That's what I do for a living. Um, anything else like, you know, like yoga, um, and sense like sound healing as of right now, like all that's really like hobby in a way that I use. Um, I use those things to, you know, better myself and like, um, better, like my life. Right. Right. I understand the tarot card thing. Like I've had a couple of readers on here and they just know what's up and yeah. you know, I, I have a couple decks. So it's fun to, okay. Like I'm feeling this right now. Like, let me see what the tarot cards are saying. And of course I got the little booklet, <laughs> like, yeah. you know, and as I do that, you know, it's more and more that you do it. You're like, okay, I remember mm-hmm. this card, you know, pulled this before whatever Mm -hmm. it is. So I understand what you're talking about. It's like anything that you do can just be a visual representation of whatever you're feeling. And I love that. Yeah. Yeah. My husband's so good at drawing tarot cards, you know, because there's still power in reading like from the book um, because it is like you drawing the cards and those cards were drawn for a purpose. You know, it's just, it's harder to, you know, if I wanted to go on TikTok and do a live feed to like pull some cards and then I have my little book there and I'm like reading the stuff out, you know? Right. I feel you. I feel you. So, okay. So is your husband involved in kind of the same things or are you more of like the witchy one or, I'm you definitely know, more of the witchy one. Um, but we believe a lot of the same stuff. You know, my husband doesn't really like labels or anything like that. Um, so, but I mean, I've gotten to admit that he's a dream witch once. So there's that, but like, kind of like what we were talking about, I feel like everyone kind of is doing witchcraft in their own way. Right. And we don't even realize that's so funny. Yeah. Um, so, okay. The journey from California, cause I'm in California right now too. So oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So the journey from California to Maryland, was it more of like, was that an intentional, like, oh, we're not feeling the energy in California. Let's go somewhere in Maryland. Or what was, what was the move there? And then do you feel too in Maryland? Um, cause I'm originally from the East coast. I feel okay. like there's you know, there's more of the forest, there's more of the, the nature that you can dive into. Was that purposeful to move back or was it just kind of like it happened and now it's like, I can do whatever I need to do there too. (laughs) Well, it's funny because it's going to be a really simple answer. Um, so my husband's in the military, so we started out in Texas (laughs) Gotcha. (laughs) and 
we were stationed in Monterey for a year and a half, and then we were stationed out here. Um, well, there it is. Look at me. That's my mind, like just trying to create a story with every single thing. <laughs> hey, but we're about to, in two years, we're really planning on moving to Colorado, um, the Denver area, because that does have that call to nature, like, you know, the mountains and the forests. And so once we get that opportunity to kind of decide where we go, you know, that really is kind of the reasoning behind it, you know, is that connection. Oh, I love it. And I think the reason I even asked that question is because I see behind you, you've got like your floral blanket and like the wooden <laughs> panels. And like, it just reminds me of like, I can feel like I'm sitting in a cabin right now, ready to just adore plants. Like, you know, yes. Oh, it's just, I feel so. Okay. This is another thing. And I might be, this might just be in my brain, but I feel like dungeons and dragons is not that far off from reality when it comes to archetypes <laughs> and like who we are. So whenever I would play that game, I was always like the, an elf and like could like light up caves. I didn't really get into it. So I'm, I, I don't know all of the things that you can do, but, but I feel like there's, when I talk to more and more people on this podcast specifically, and you know, we're all like interested in spirituality and just interested in metaphysics, whatever it may be, we all kind of have like our own little like dungeon and dragons, like subcategory. And so I love when I get to talk to like the plant lovers, does it make sense? Like, yeah. And I no. feel like, yeah, I feel like I would just say, like, I immediately get like nature from you not just from watching yes. your tiktoks but i feel like i look at you and like i feel like sunflower like it's beautiful i'll take that i love that you know i love plants so much and especially in monterey it was so easy just to grow plants and things like that um, it's been a little bit harder in maryland just where we're located with the humidity and the dryness and the sunlight you know so that's been something i'm really looking forward to with colorado's to get back into those um, you know, plants and things like that. Cause I love it. Right. Okay. So also too, when you work and you do, um, well, actually, I'm, you know what, I'm going to start here. What made you start the TikTok? I started my TikTok because, you know, I really wanted a way to a kind of like create awareness that, Hey, I'm here, you know, I'm doing yeah. this thing and I can help people. Um, but B really just to like give people things, um, like tools to, you know, better themselves, you know, the stuff that I would probably cover in coaching. Um, but, you know, basically it's in a free setting to where, you know, you can have access to it and, you know, start using those things in your own life. Right. And I've talked to people before too, um, that have started the TikTok and what happens as I see it, just like the way that I was attracted to your page. I love that for everybody who, who does this type of work, because beforehand, before the internet or before TikToks specifically too, you can really resonate with whoever's videos are, are popping up. And that's gotten me into diving deeper into like how we can feel energy even through technology, which is super interesting because this is a whole new like facet to our reality. Yeah. And mm -hmm. now we're, we're kind of getting back to this like old way of living, like very human instinctual way of living and then combining it and then creating this new world. Say it's like age of Aquarius, whatever, but that, that's so accurate. I'm an Aquarius myself. So it's like, we would do that. <laughs> like, I love that. Combine the two. So when you do a TikTok or when you are working and you are starting to do magic spells, whatever it may be, what's your favorite 
type of magic, like candle magic, um, herbs, like what, what lights you up when you start your practice? Mm-hmm. That's a good question. I think I really like working with fire when it comes to <sighs> like magic, you know, cause I, I, I love, like I read something somewhere. I can't remember where exactly, or heard it from somewhere, but when you, you know, even if something like a piece of paper, um, yeah. you know, you write it down, like you write down your intentions, you, you know, write down manifestations, anything like that. When you burn it, it releases onto the other side, you know, it releases that into the universe, so to say, and also fire acts as like a catalyst. So it really like launches like your intentions. Right. And I, I so much power in that. Oh, I actually, so I, didn't even know until recently, because that was the first step into manifestation that I found a few years ago. You know, it's like, Oh, underneath the full moon, write out your paper and then burn it. I had no idea about all of the other realms and stuff that was, you know, what was actually happening. Um, but I understand what you're saying because that fire and then working with the elements of like fire, water, air, um, it's just, it's so wild how fast things can happen. And then you really believe what's happening in front of you. You're like, oh, wow, there really is more than just this 3D reality. <laughs> yeah. No, and it's crazy because, you know, and that's also, you know, you saying that how fast things can kind of happen is as a witch, I really don't even do a lot of spell work or, you know, specific manifestations because sometimes I think it can get in the way of like kind of like some of the stuff that like the, the plan that the universe might have for you or plans that you might have even set up before you came, um, you know, into this body, you know, oh, um, yeah. kind of like, so I like to manifest very broad, like, oh, I'm going to manifest the best thing to happen for me. I'm going to manifest right. happiness in my life, you know, abundance, things like that, rather than very specific terms. Um, right, right. I, I agree with that because then you kind of start to like, maybe pull in some stuff that isn't really for that highest path. So now you got to navigate with like some other things. And then that, and then that gets that like negativity associated with things that like, Mm -hmm. yeah, we, we want to live the, the easy, nice, beautiful path. (laughs) Yeah. I find that the more you, you know, kind of let go of that control, like the more the universe kind of flows the way that it needs to, your life kind of flows that way. And I see it the most really when I'm trying to drive somewhere when I'm like, oh, I need to get to this place. I need to get there. I need to, you know, you know, kind of swerve a little bit, like into like the different lanes and get around these people. But whenever, and I feed into that anxiety that comes from it. But the moment I'm kind of like, oh, I'm just going to enjoy the drive. I'm going to get there when I get there. I'm just going to let things kind of happen. It usually ends up working out perfectly. I totally understand. When I found the idea, like, okay, if I'm running late, I used to be super frantic all the time. Like that was my personality, frantic and chaotic and stressed out. And when I would drive and I was running late, I would be like that. Ah, like, why is this happening to me? And then when I started to look back and I was like, wait, if I start to even look at this, like I'm being protected from something, like say I wasn't supposed to leave at that time yeah, because something bad could have happened. That was (laughs) life-changing. Yeah. And even you saying that, like that gave me a little bit of chills because I feel like that's such like a truth that I think of that. Like I like, you know, things might get in your way, but like if you had gotten around it, then maybe you might've gotten a car accident, you know, maybe something terrible could have happened if you did leave the house on time. Right. The butterfly effect. Mm -hmm. You never know that movie actually 
that kind of messed me up in my head as a kid, <laughs> like in a good way. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, so, okay. I want to know too, when you work with clients, go back a little bit into the life coaching. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you work with clients, what's something that you see recently or within the last couple of years or however long you've been doing this that you see is really prevalent in people's minds that if you could, you know, kind of give a little bit of a helpful tip for people who are listening, who might be going through whatever those clients have gone through, what would that recommendation be? Like, do you feel people are more stressed? Do you feel like they're obligated? Um, what are you seeing going on in the world right now? Yeah, that's a good question. Cause you know, as you say that there's multiple things that kind of come to mind. Um, but I think a big thing kind of even to speak about, to speak to what we were just talking about is we kind of create our own stressors in life. You know, we, we feel so stressed out about things, but a lot of times it's like what we put on ourselves. Um, and sometimes what we allow other people put, to put onto us. So definitely, I think good advice that I still, you know, struggle to even follow is not to create stresses in your own life and to really kind of evaluate that. Amen. That is definitely me. <laughs> hey, it's but, human nature. It really right, is. Right. And I feel like too, when you have this innate wanting or desire to help other people, there's kind of that innate caretaker, or I don't know what to say. It's not necessarily like a, like the mothering energy because it's with, it's with both parties. Like, you know, when you just want to care about people, you kind of forget that you've got to take care of yourself first. Yes. And and so I see that all the time with myself, like at least I'm self-aware about it now, but I used to not be self-aware about it. And that would just cause havoc in every area. Cause it's like, okay, look at yourself, man. Like you're trying to take care of everybody else. And then now you're creating stress and it's like, you just haven't even sat down. Yeah. Breath. (laughs) Yeah. And that comes up so much too. It's like, you know, especially for people who do care about other people, like you said, you know, you want so bad to, you know, just give everything so that you can be helpful. And so, cause you do care, but I often tell my clients that, you know, you're going to be so much more valuable to that person. If you are at your 100%, if you allow yourself to, to give like a good amount and like show up and be your best. And that does start with taking care of yourself first. Facts. Facts. So when you're feeling anxious yourself, like what are your favorite either meditation techniques or what do you have, like if you were your own client, which we all are, um, mm-hmm. what, what is your favorite technique to like bring it all back? I think for me, I try to pause, like take a breath and challenge those thoughts that I'm having, right. you know, and just, you know, cause I, mean, I think when you feed into that anxiety, you kind of really get, it's very conscious. Um, but I try to get into that, like tap into my subconscious, you know, like my higher self, like my, my, the true essence of my being and be like, Hey, like, I need to just calm down. This is not the end of the world. I'm challenging those thoughts and ideas. Like, is this really something to be stressed about right now? Like, Mm -hmm. am I just making myself stress over it when there doesn't need to be that stress there? Right. Listen to that y'all, because we all do that. (laughs) It's hard to, you know, when you're in that space to, to really just stop and take a breath because you're just going and going and going and everything in your body is telling you to do that. 
Right. And it's so funny. Something I've recently been able to harness better. I'm still working on it is knowing when something is actually reality and when something is just an idea or I'm making an assumption. And I feel like that is such a good tip is even the way that you were just holding your heart like that, like get back into the heart center, like come back down to earth, everything, you know, like look around you, what's happening right in your vantage point. And then be able to like bring it down because, you know, I feel like I'm a creative person. So then I can like create things in my head. And then I'm like, yeah. wait, I don't even know if that's my thought. Like, Yeah. Sometimes our strengths can become our weaknesses too. Oh God. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> yeah. What is it? As above, so below. Yes. As above, so below. So, okay. I want to go back a little bit. I want to run it back. Because I originally cut you off, which that's my fault. Um, so when you found this book on Wicca and you kind of, you know, that was the, the beginning into all of this. So I want to hear more about the journey, like the finding yourself journey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think it really started. So the first book I ever read about it was uh, on Gardnerian, like Ooh, witchcraft. Never and heard of it. I- that started in the early 1900s and it was a very like cut and dry like this is how you do witchcraft like this is um like the covens and you know high priestess things like that like kind of like very religious aspect or a religious um structure of witchcraft and i think it's a good way for you to understand like the tools technicalities um energies things like that of witchcraft um but then I found another book and I can't remember what his name is right now, um, but that his approach was very much more kind of like, here's like the, you know, here's just some facts about witchcraft. Here are some things that, um, you know, you can think about. And this is kind of like my journey with witchcraft and it very much left it up to you to really create like witchcraft as you like really want it to be. Mm. And from there, that's what kind of like how I, really started to figure out like what is it that I like do I like crystals do I like um incense you know do I want to work with water um you know like fire things you know do I want to do the full moon or new moon rituals things like that and it can be very overwhelming how many options you're gonna have um but I love that take that you don't have to really do everything that you know, you think about it, it really is down to you literally could just be like a green witch and literally just work with plants. Mm. Ooh. Okay. So obviously I don't know if you can see it, but I have Dobby right here behind me. He guards my books. He probably is stealing them in the nighttime Um, or stealing my socks. Sorry. But it's so funny because when I look back and I've read a lot of stuff about how JK Rowling even got like, you know, cause everybody's like main, I feel like main thing about witchcraft is like they first go to Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. And so for people who don't know, she wrote all the books actually following like ancient witchcraft books and started to put all of these things in there, but just, you know, it, it wasn't as vocal. Like it wasn't like, Oh, Hufflepuff. It's like the green witches or whatever it is. But when you just said green witch, then that was in my head, like, oh, what's her name? Fig, Professor Fig, right? 
Yeah. And that's exactly what she is. It's just like working with the plants or doing the charms. You could be the charms teacher. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people don't realize like this is actually real. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and it's, a, it's so, so interesting too, because really not that much magic that happens in Harry Potter. That's so funny. You're so right. Like they're witches and wizards, but there really isn't like they basically do like what, like six spells, like the whole entire time. The whole time they are doing Expelliarmus. And yeah. What is it? Defendo. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's so funny. I never thought about it like that. I'm so glad you said that to me because you're right. Oh my God. Because we all get attached to like, oh, we wish we had this magic wand where you got our letters and like, you know, I can't be a witch. I didn't go, I didn't get my letter. Nobody told yeah. me I was a witch. And then we all kind of have, it's just an innate ability that humans have forgotten about. Like every human can tap into it. So oh, this is just enlightening me right now. <laughs> yeah. And kind of to speak to what you said earlier with that DND, you know, those like there, we all have this part of us that is seeking that magic back in our lives because we live in a time where like that magic has been stripped away from us. And we really, you know, and a lot of religions, you know, kind of make it to where you're kind of powerless. Mm. but I feel like with witchcraft especially it really gives you that power back oh you just ignited something in my brain so you know as humans too they always say like oh we've had dormant psychic abilities dormant telekinetic abilities whatever it is and that kind of goes into the whole thing where why would all of us as a species be constantly seeking something Mm -hmm. all the time yeah if it wasn't already inside of us or there was something that we just instinctually knew like that that's the other thing I think a lot of people don't don't realize is like we're always seeking something else to believe or someone else to follow and we wouldn't all just humanly have that thought unless there was something missing from us mm -hmm. and it's you know, animals aren't looking around like a lion's not like, oh, I'm just seeking out like which other animal I, yeah. I can be. And we've got to remember that this is just I'm just having an epiphany right now. So thank you. <laughs> I love witnessing it. I appreciate you. It's like this is me on a daily basis. Like, yeah, I'm like going through it right now in a good way. But yeah, yeah you, we've all got to just tap back in and like got to have the conversations, got to destigmatize all this stuff because it really is right there, right in front of us. Oh my God. And that's also like with the coaching, why I feel like having that spiritual aspect to it is so important because oftentimes it really is the missing puzzle piece. You know what? I resonated with you too in the beginning. So I thought I was going to be a therapist as well because I've okay. kind of had this whole spiritual journey, always wanted to help yeah. people did try to, uh, I was gonna, I, I had just gotten in to do a program. However, then I got a job offer. So it was this weird, like fork in the road. Mm -hmm. And that was actually when more of the spiritual stuff started coming up. And so I mm -hmm. understand like the baseline of the psychology that you were interested in. And then mm -hmm. just learning that, like, there's another type to this. So like, if we had both gone into that, I think we would have been like, oh, this is a really rigid structure of belief system yeah. and life coaching is gives us this more um 
free ability to kind of like personalize the experience. I feel like, and I think a lot of people don't realize like, they're like, Oh, why would I need a life coach? And it's like, no, like if you want somebody who can tailor your therapy pretty much Mm -hmm. to you and also be kind like not diagnose you with a bunch of things that are wrong with you or whatever it is, seek out a life coach, seek out the well-worn soul, like get some peace. I'll second that. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> no, because it really is because, you know, I, I just did a video recently on TikTok, actually, how I, I don't really believe in diagnosing to a certain extent. I think it can be very useful to find a label, but I think so oftentimes people kind of get stuck in that mm-hmm. label because if, let's say you're diagnosed with ADHD, that can be useful because like, oh, I have ADHD. Um, this is kind of how I function but they kind of get stuck there and like it then it kind of excuses some of that behavior rather than allowing it to show them the best ways to overcome that you nailed it i've been thinking about this a lot because i was that kid that was the adhd kid and then when i was living as an you know a young adult like early 20s <laughs> everything was so scattered and chaotic and it was always <laughs> that oh well i can't change this i'm adhd Mm-hmm. And so it actually hindered me. And I'm mm-hmm. not saying that, you know, everybody's case is like that, but I, I, but I agree yeah. totally that it did, it did hinder me. And I had to really unlabel myself mm-hmm. and just be like, no, I can always get better. I can always change. I can always even I, so, okay. This is something in the last two episodes that we've talked about. And I think this is so cool how everything is just like linear with these episodes is like, One is feeding off the other right now. And we talked a lot about plant medicine and um, the belief systems about the diagnoses and just health in general. And I think, like you said too, say somebody has um, the diagnoses of like bipolar, which, you know, Mm -hmm. they always like to say that is incurable. You can't Mm -hmm. get rid of that. So then this person is like sitting there thinking that there's something wrong with them forever. Mm -hmm. And so I really like the way that you just simply put everything where it's like, yes, it's good to know, like, okay, if you're feeling, okay, yes, there is something that we can tell you, you have, but no, like you can move through it. So I think that's beautiful how you said that. I appreciate that. And I think it's so important to kind of make that distinction because we all as humans, you know, I think to have something, you know, that you have to overcome is human. You know, right. and our, our, the point of this life really is to figure out how to overcome that and, you know, go get around that. And, you know, that's where that growth happens. That's where you start to, you know, really fill that purpose that you came here to fill. Oh, okay. So now I want to go into past lives with you because I feel like we're speaking on a lot of this right now. So have you always kind of had this, like, oh, like, uh, maybe there is this reincarnation or past life thing or just the human experience whatever it may be do you feel like you can connect with any of these past versions of yourself um and where they they you know kind of involve with the same stuff or or what do you think I don't know this is just such a random question it just popped up yeah I love the idea of like past lives and honestly I my most of my life I wasn't really you know from that Christian background I didn't really even think about it. It was a really hard concept to kind of grasp whenever um, no one had ever really presented it to me other than, you know, thinking of like, like Buddhism or something like that. Um, And it wasn't until I met my husband who, you know, really did 
believe in past lives that maybe really start thinking about it. And honestly, it makes a lot of sense. Um, and I don't really know specifically about like my own past lives other than um, I think that anyone can really kind of maybe guess what their past lives are. Like if you have a really strong connection mm -hmm. towards a certain like timeline or maybe just a certain way that you are, you know, cause we do carry a lot of those like little things from past lives into this life. Like I am very um, frugal when it comes to like food and um, money and, and just basically anything. I'm like, oh, how can I like make mm -hmm. the most out of that? Or how can I save that? And I really do think I had a past life and um, like the great depression or something because I'm unreasonably very frugal. They do say though, that that's one of the telling points is like, if you, cause you might not have had enough to eat or you might not have. Yeah. yeah. So it's like now in this life, you're like, I gotta, I gotta make sure I'm good. Even if yeah. it didn't happen in this life, you know, there's something there where it's like, Oh, like, where did that come from? Yeah. It's funny. The reason I even brought this up too, is cause I think the human experience, like you said, like we're all overcoming something. So then that gets me into thinking about past lives because like, is that that karmic pull, like, or is each life, like, we're just trying to learn something different. Is this just all fun? Is this really a video game? And, and it is Dungeons and Dragons, like, who right. knows? <laughs> but it's funny that you said the frugal thing, because I've always been really happy in solitude. And I did get a past life reading in September. And mm -hmm. the woman told me that I was a, a man that was I don't know if I was a fisher. I couldn't tell if I was a fisherman or if I was um, somebody who tended to fruit trees or what it was. I know that I was in Italy, but I would like deliver food to the village. And I was uh -huh. in, in solid. Like if you look at the hermit tarot card, like oh, yeah. that was me. Loved solitude. I had a pet donkey and I had a moment in the past life reading where I started crying because I could remember when the donkey died. Oh, <laughs> and, like, yeah. And so my life now, what's really funny is that my life has been totally involved with groups of people. Mm -hmm. So different. And so when she told me that, I was like, yeah. huh, that's so funny. Like before I came here, maybe I was like, okay, listen, I did the alone thing. <laughs> like, may I got to like deal with a lot of people now in some way. Yeah, try something try something totally different. And then knowing me too, I was like, yeah, let me be a woman this time too, because like, who knows? Like, let's just switch it all up. Um, Do you but it, feel like your energy is like more feminine or masculine? Like, is there like a, a certain pool that you have? I'm so happy that you asked me a question on here. Like I've, so, okay. Like I definitely feel like I've been a man the majority of the time. Like, and it was funny because as I was a kid, it was like always the tomboy kind of thing. Um, I always hung out with like the guys in my neighborhood. Um, you know, it was, it was that kind of stuff. And then like, even when I got to gym class and when school started, I had this, um, female, um, gym teacher and she goes, oh yeah, you're my jockette. Like she was so like intense and cool. And she was like, yeah, yeah. you're going to play on the front line. And I was like, okay. Like it was just, it's just so interesting how that happened. So when I did like become, you know, uh, what is it? Puberty or whatever. That was really hard for me. I was like, what's going on with my body? <laughs> like, who am I? But then I started to learn like 
oh, I like being a woman, like blah, 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 all this stuff. But I just always saw myself as Alex, you know, it was kind of like, yeah, this like not genderless thing or whatever. I knew I was a girl, but it was always like, oh, I'm supposed to do like female things. Like that was always hard for me. I always wanted to be the person who was like, I can do whatever I want. Like Mm -hmm. prove people wrong, you know? Yeah, that's like a really, I can resonate that a lot resonate with that a lot because I definitely feel a lot of, of feminine energy in my life. I do feel like I've been female a lot um, in the past and, you know, in this life I chose to be male and, you know, I'm fine with that, but it definitely does make you really question, you know, because I do feel like if you kind of are, you have this innate like feeling of being different than what that norm is, then it really makes you question those things at a really early age. It does. It does. And I think that's why, yeah, you're, you're spot on with this because, um, whenever I was, I can't remember the time actually, but whenever anybody wanted to say like, oh, this is like guys only, or like this, like that to me bothered me because I was like, but I'm a person, like, I'm cool. Like, why do I gotta be like, why can't I come to the thing? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that was, and then again, that, that goes back to the whole, we come here wanting to learn, you know, new things. So I think in those quote roadblocks, or I like to call them now, I I would have used to call, you know, before call them roadblocks, but now I call them like little diverting points where Mm -hmm. it's like, no, this isn't bad necessarily. It just means like own the femininity or like own whatever you came here to learn about in this realm yeah so there's just so much (laughs) that can go on I know yeah but it's funny the reason I I wanted to go into that too is because I feel like a lot of people who say that they're witches always have this like past life connection like for Mm -hmm. the people I've talked to so far so I wanted to see if like that was something with you as well yeah, I definitely feel like I was a witch in a past life, but I definitely feel that. Um, but could I pinpoint it? No, I think the closest thing is I did a past life regression, like meditation. Mm-hmm. And um, in the past life regression, I saw myself in, like scrubbing floors in a castle. Oh. And I was a woman and I, I and I looked in the mirror and it was like this old like um, stone castle and I was just scrubbing the floors. And that's like, and I'm pretty sure it was like, scotland or ireland or something like that but that's the closest thing i've gotten to maybe that could have been the life that i was a witch or something like that that's so cool i could see you in ireland oh yeah (laughs) yeah like i feel like i don't know i could i get scotland ireland vibes from you so that that hits oh i forgot two episodes ago uh we had an episode with uh taylor and bro he like he lives in Jamaica and he was like, you had a past life in Jamaica. And I was like, cool. (laughs) I'll take it. (laughs) I'll take it. That sounds fun. Jamaica sounds really fun, (laughs) but yeah. Okay. So I want to ask this too. I, um, I could, dang, I could talk to you all day. I didn't even realize we're about to hit our hour mark. Um, right. This is the joy. This is why I love doing this so much because I just end up talking to all of you guys for like hours and hours. Um, so with your practice or with just you in general, your life, um, what do you see in the next, you know, few years? Like, what do you really want to do that you might not be doing right now? Um, what's the goal and yeah, anything like that, that's going on, like what, what is next? 
for John, not West, East. There we go. Um, so I, I really want to get into like sound healing. Um, mm -hmm. I really want to start offering that as a service. Um, Cause that sounds, you know, my whole, you know, overall goal is to eventually have my own like um, spiritual or wellness retreat type thing. And, you know, in these coming years, I really want to, you know, start laying that foundation and like learning like those different things and start offering those things so that by the time I get to a place where I am ready for opening my own retreat, like, you know, I'll have all of that kind of down. The reason I like had to gasp too, I got to connect you with some people that have been on some episodes because my friend Joshua, um, episode eight, he also would like to start a wellness center. And he's like, I want to bring in all these people who actually have these gifts and do that. And so it's cool to see, you know, there you go. He's a tarot reader. So nice. you can do the tarot, you can do the sound healing. There we go. No, that's Start beautiful. Oh yeah. A little group, but that's, that's so beautiful. And I love hearing that because again, it, like we talked about in the beginning, so many people are seeking healing. Mm -hmm. And I feel like there's a, this huge camaraderie of people who do feel like we've tapped into these gifts, whatever it may be. Um, and for me, I feel like it's connecting people with others. And so I love that, like everybody is really harnessing these gifts and it's not as taboo anymore. You know, it's not like, oh, everybody's got to hide and be like, oh, I'm like the weird, like person that, you know, in the eighties, it would have been like, yeah, get out of here. Like, and before too. Um, so I really, I really love seeing you just in your essence and doing what makes you happy. And I don't know if this sounds like too much right now, but the, one of the reasons I wanted you to come on here too, is I looked at your eyes in your videos and I could tell that you were just like one of the sweetest, coolest people. And I wanted to talk to you. Like, thank you so much. I don't know I if really anybody's, thank you. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I, I don't know if anybody's told you about your eyes before. Um, not necessarily. I mean, my husband likes my eyes, but I oh. think most kind of like what we talked about before, like he's a very grounding energy. And I think that's what most people kind of get from me yeah. and enjoy like my presence. Like I could literally like look at your eyes in the TikTok, and I was like, oh, I feel at peace. Like it was just so cool. So I just see like happiness and really like embodying who you really are. And that's just something I appreciate as an onlooker because a lot of the times it can be hard to do that. So. Well, thank you so much. Oh. I'm so glad that you, you know, you saw me and then you had that feeling and then you chose to act on it and reach out because this has been a lovely experience so far. Oh, well, thank you. I'm so glad that you were here. Um, so everybody, you know, where can they find you if they want to book either life coaching, maybe they want to ask some witchcraft questions, um, mm -hmm. all your services, where can people find you? Yeah, so I have a website. It's called um, thewell-warnsoul.com. Um, and you can also find me on TikTok, um, The Well Worn Soul, with no dash in that. Um, so you can reach out to me, message me there, or you can go to my website and message me on that. Um, and those are the places where you can find me. I love it. Everybody, I can tell just being a naturally more scattered person, if you need to feel grounded, go and talk to John. His page is incredibly peaceful. I feel like I'm on like a nice little nature walk 
when I watch every video. So, you know, go get your, go get yourself grounded and tune back in to self. Yes, please. Cause it definitely will ground you. <laughs> it will ground you. All right, everybody. Thank you guys so much. Um, I just, I'm just so happy that you were here, John. Like, this is so cool. I, again, we were talking about it before we started recording. It's like, it's so cool to meet new people via a platform that, you know, who would have thought, who would have thought yeah. we would have connected. So exactly. And for that, I'm, I'm grateful for the internet. So, right. So could meet, you know, being on completely different sides of the country. It's amazing. Oh, the little gifts, like even technology too. You know what somebody said to me? that changed my whole perspective. This was a few years ago now is that people always were cl complaining about the internet. You know, they were like, mm -hmm. Oh, like social media, whatever negativity about it. And then somebody went up and was like, think about technology as a magical tool to get you closer to what you want. We're all I doing witchcraft. <laughs> yeah. You know, and it really is like that. It's a, it's a tool that can be used for good or evil you know, and it's just about harnessing it in a way that does bring good to the world rather than bad. Amen. You heard it here first. All right, everybody. Thank you guys for tuning in to the flip side podcast, where we talk everything upside down and inside out. And thank you again, John, for being here. You were such a lovely person to talk to. Thank you. Of course. Thank you for having me. It was a wonderful experience. I love it. All right. We will get back on the flip side.